Bullet Club for, 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 for life. And welcome back to Strong Style Wrestling Podcast. I'm Paul Martinez, your host as always, Talking G1. And we have just five shows left to go over to G1. We're going to go over two here. We'll go over two probably on Sunday. And uh, then probably Tuesday will be the final. And at that point, I'll have uh, I'll talk a little about the future of the podcast. And where we're going and what we're doing, but uh, we'll we'll ha- we'll talk that future after the finals, which I know are really late. I know they happened, my goodness, almost two weeks ago. I know, guys. I'm sorry. The, let's get right into it. It's uh, day 15. We're starting with taking place August 11th, and the opening match: Muscular Dorada and Jay White facing Yujiro Takahashi and Cody Hall of the Bullet Club. It's a pretty fun match, actually, with uh, Yujiro pitting White after the Miami Shine. Two stars. Kushida and Captain New Japan versus Carl Anderson and Tamatanga. You know, I actually enjoyed this match. Kushida was great. and uh, Really, Kushida is on fire right now. I've said this before. It's probably one of my, off the top of my head, uh, one of my five favorite guys, at least in New Japan, if not in all of wrestling, period. Right now, uh, he's great, and of course, I'm a big Tamatanga fan, so this was good stuff. Anderson winds up pinning Captain New Japan with the stun gun and gets uh, two stars for that match. Hiroki Goto and Yohai Kamatsu versus Michael Elgin and David Finlay. Uh, the story of this was Elgin, who has become very popular with the Japanese crowds, <laughs> chanting his name. This is just an amazing thing to see. He ends it after nailing Kamatsu with the Revolution Elgin bomb. And Michael Elgin has become a star in New Japan Pro Wrestling. If I was him, I wouldn't want to go back to Ring of Honor. Satoshi Kojima and teaming up with Yuji Nagata, Tomoaki Hanma, and Rutsuki Taguchi. Ugh. Facing the Chaos team of Shinsuke Nakamura. Kazuka Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, and Yoshihashi. And at this point, this was the best undercard match of the G1 this year. Uh, just great, great action. Uh, you know, if you somehow get rid of Ruski Taguchi, it would probably be even better. Uh, Nakamura winds up beating Taguchi with the Boma Yay. Yay for that. And uh, after the match, we get a lot of heat with Hama and Ishii brawling outside. So... They're hyping up that match for uh, tomorrow night's G1 matches. I gave it three stars. It was a really, really good match. Wow. You know, Kojima, Hama, the guy who could still go in spurts. And then, of course, the great four guys of Chaos. You know, the only guy out of the eight that I don't like is Taguchi. So it was really top guys going at it here. Good stuff. And let's get to our G1 matches. Tetsuya Naito versus Doc Gallows. I fully expect Naito to win here. I'm not sure if he's, again, because of the uh, tiebreakers, if at this point he was still alive or out. 
But uh, he does his usual annoying shtick. But now the crowd seems to like it because they hate Gallows more, apparently. Uh, this seems to fire Doc up a bit in this match. Now, Naito's really sleepwalking through this entire match. It's, he's not really putting on a great effort at all in my eyes. And then I realized why. Because Gallows is the top rope Gallows pole, which I figured would be a near fall. But Doc gets the three and the surprise victory, two stars. I think Naito's pissed that he had a job to Gallows. By far, Naito's worst performance. I mean, maybe on the tag matches he's done a little less, but in the singles matches, he always starts off slow and, you know, plotting. But usually when the match heats up, he's been very good. And he looked terrible in this match. He was out-wrestled by Doc Gallows. You know, not just talking about the victory. I'm just talking about working the work in the ring. Gallows was better. And uh, I think it was Knight was pissed off that he was told the job here. That's my opinion. And uh, that definitely, by the way, eliminates Knight from any chance of moving on to the finals. Then we get Hiroyoshi Tenzan versus Katsuyori Shibata. Uh, Shibata came here desperate for a win to stay alive. He needs a win. He needs a lot of help. I think including a couple of ties. So, I mean, you know, I think technically he was alive, but realistically it was going to be almost impossible but you figure he'll win here and, and keep the pressure on and he starts off really fast uh, but a couple of mongolian chops bring the match all the way around the tenzan sabata sabata says he does come back uh he does that face wash stuff to tenzan tenzan wants to connect him on the spin kick gets a two count and the kind of vice is applied sabata escapes and there's a series of strikes Sabata gets on his choke, but Tenzan flips him over to free himself. How come nobody else ever does that? Uh, Tenzan then hits an anaconda buster and keeps it locked. And Shibata tries, but passes out. Wow, never saw that coming. Huge upset. Uh, I give us three stars, not for the technical aspect of it, but it told a story throughout the match. And, uh... Like, Tenzan has had him really scouted well. And it, they really made it look like it was us, Tenzan, coming in super prepared for this match mentally. And uh, was able to counter some of uh, Shibata's stuff and pulled out a victory. Uh, but Naito and then Shibata, two big upsets on this show. So we get to our third match. And it's Kota Ibushi versus Toriyano. Uh... This match means nothing. It's both are out of the running at this point. So I didn't take a lot of notes. And actually, it was kind of impossible to take a lot of notes because, uh, well, I'll just tell you what goes on here. Yano cheats. Koda tries to cheat back, but he's no good at it. Yano wins after a low blow in under a minute. That's right. Toru Yano pins Koda Ibushi in under a minute. My jaw hit the ground when I saw this. A half star. It wasn't even a match. And I don't understand what's going on here. Naito, Shibata, and Ibushi all losing the guys way lower on the card than they are. And I think the only thing I could think of at this point is that Gato would throw bones to these other guys since they've been jobbing throughout the tournament. 
he threw them bones. This was the night where I'm going to throw bones to the uh, to the mid carters to get you know these these victories over guys higher up. I don't agree with this. I don't understand how Kota Ibushi. This Toriano didn't lead this win at all. So what is this? This only hurts Kota. I didn't think Tenzan needs to beat anybody. I don't think Tenzan should be in this tournament. I mean, I understand maybe some hardcore New Japan old school fans disagree. But I'm sorry. Tenzan is no better than Nakanishi at this point. They're done. They, I don't, I'm being honest. I was a, one of the biggest Tenzan fans as a young man watching New Japan Pro Wrestling. This guy doesn't belong in the ring anymore. And you put him over Shibata, one of your biggest stars? And then the top match, Naito versus Gallows, I don't know. I guess maybe because Gallows is a tag team champion. So you didn't want to make him look like too much of a chump. So I figured that's why you threw him the victory. I think people wanted to see Naito get his butt kicked for all the crap he's doing. But you have him get his butt kicked by Gallows. Why not have his, why not have Tenzan kick Naito's butt? The fans can pop because Tenzan gets that victory over the he- hated Naito. And, and that works much better. Meanwhile, uh, Doc Gallows, if you really want him to win, you have him beat Toriano and get a victory there. And then, I don't know. There's just different ways you could have done this. I'm sorry. I, I'm not happy at all with what's going on in this show. Our next match, AJ Styles versus Balak Fale. I came into this almost like afraid of what I was going to see here. Uh, who would have thought when this tourney started that this would be one of the biggest matches of the G1? As AJ and Fale prepare to go to war to see which enters the final night with the lead because pretty much whoever wins this is you know got a you know chance to win this and the loser most probably is going to be well yeah the loser this would be out because the loser would lose the head-to-head against the winner if they tie so basically the loser this is out the winner of this has a chance to win the whole thing which made me think well there's no way AJ could lose but the way this night's been going who knows Ballet lays down for AJ. Was it the finger poke of doom? Because <laughs> he didn't even finger poke him. He just lay down. Styles covers. But Ballet kicks out. AJ is pissed. He talks about what they, that they tossed the coin and Ballet lost. Um, AJ goes to give him a two sweet and then pokes Ballet in the eye. Ballet angrily tosses AJ over the top rope. Carl and the rest of the Bullet Club are trying to get cooler heads to prevail. But both guys are pissed and want to fight now. Fale sends AJ flying into the crowd. This fight looks like when two friends get drunk at a bar and want to go at it. And their friends are trying to disfuse the situation in vain. <laughs> That's what this felt like. Um, they're brawling up into the stands. Fale has AJ up for a bad luck fall. Out in the crowd, up the sta- stands, and Fale's looking to basically toss AJ to his death, but Doc stops him. The count is on, so both men basically march back to the ring, both like glaring at each other and still angry. I'm just wondering if this is going to cause a rift in the Bullet Club, or just have Fale leave, or will it lead to nothing? I'm not sure, because this is more than just, hey, you know, we're supposed to be friends, but we're going to fight. You know, to move on. This is getting really, really heated. 
Uh, AJ winds up hitting a flying forearm, which leads to a near fall. Fale hits AJ with the grenade. One, two, no. AJ kicks out. Fale now goes to the bad luck fall. AJ tries to counter until Hurricane Rana, but Fale stops it and tries to hit the Styles Clash on AJ. AJ fights out of it. Fale switches back to the bad luck fall, but AJ is able to squirt free. AJ cradles him with his feet on the ropes and gets the win. Three stars. Really interesting stuff. Uh, that loss, pretty much, like as I said, that eliminates Fale. Uh, after the match, the rest of Brother Club play Peacemaker. And after an awkward too sweet, they embrace and decide to move on. Uh, very interesting match. Uh, not bad at all, really. You know, AJ kind of playing the baby face role in this. And like I said, that's when Fale works best, when he's just the monster heel. Our main event, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Togi Makabe. And I came in into this, I was pretty sure win or lose, it still comes down to Tanahashi and AJ on night 17. If he wins, they go into that tie, and obviously the winner moves on. If he loses, but he beats AJ, then they tie, and Tanahashi wins by head-to-head. So, at this point, pretty much we already know that it's between AJ and Tanahashi on night 17 uh, to get to the finals. Corkin Hall has been known not to be a rabid Tanahashi crowd, and it really showed here. as It was about 70-30 in favor of Makabe. Tanahashi, I feel because of this, is wrestling a bit aggressively, uh, really working a leg of togi. I'm not saying he worked he like a heel, but he worked a little more aggressive than he would, which plays to the fans really backing Togi in this. Makabe rallies, but Tanahashi's work on Makabe's knee pays off. Dragon screw, sling blade, two high fly flows spell the end for Makabe. Two and a half stars, good but quick. And after the match, Tanahashi plays air guitar for the fans who at this point now, I guess after he beat Makabe, the fans like him again. And overall, it was not a great night, but a very interesting one. And we now know we have AJ versus Tanahashi on night 17. Winner going to the finals. And who is he? Who's going to be on the other side of that? Well, we're going to be able to narrow that down before it went on on night 16, which happened on August 12th, 2015. And we'll go over that undercard quickly as Ruski Taguchi and Sho Tanaka, along with Yohai Kamatsu, face Jushin Thunder Liger, David Finley, and Jay White. And the story of this was the return of Sho Tanaka, who I found out was over in Noah for a bit. I think they had a little junior thing going on over there, kind of like their version of the uh, best of the super junior, I believe. And he was over there working and doing quite well, from what I understand. Uh, and he really seems to have returned with an edge and kind of a bad attitude, almost looking down on his fellow young boys. Uh, I really can only hope that this is an angle to push Tanaka, who I think I've said for a while is ready for the main card. Taguchi uh, winds up pinning White in this match. And I gave it two stars just for the show Tanaka story, which I think is something I really am looking to follow here. 
Next match, Toru Yano and Yoshihashi versus Bad Luck Fale and Tamatanga. I like that team of Fale and Tanga. I'd like to see them together more. I actually, I think I've mentioned this before. I'm part of a kind of a fantasy wrestling federation where we all have our own promotions and our own wrestlers. We write our angles, interviews, what have you. Like I said, really geeky stuff. And I actually have Fale and Tanga as a tag team known as the Tongan Mob Bosses. So, uh, and I just like the, I just like the dynamic of them working as a team. I always liked the big guy and then the quick guy as a team. And I'd like to see them team up more, maybe make a run at the tag titles. Back to this match, though. Yano, uh, really screwing with Fale here. My God, this guy's crazy. My hope is he gets squashed on the next show by him. Yano winds up pinning Tamatanga. Uh, I believe it was a low blow he got him with. One and a half stars. Not a great match, but uh, he really pissed off Fale here. I'm really hoping to see uh, that pay off on uh, number 17. Next match, Togi Makabe teaming up with Hiroyoshi Tenzan and Kushida as they face the team of Kota Ibushi, Tetsui Naito, and Masuka Dorada. This is a nice team here. And uh, they're doing their best to bring some heat to these non-relevant G1 matches next show. Honestly, though, I'd rather have seen more of Dorada versus Kushida. These guys work so well together. I really hope they have a match before uh, Dorada heads back to Mexico, which I believe is actually coming up pretty soon. Two and a half stars I give the match. AJ Styles and Doc Gallows teaming up with Cody Hall. Facing Hiroshi Tanahashi, Katsuyori Shibata, and Captain New Japan. How do you get in there? <laughs> but uh, it's a weird team facing the Bullet Club. There's a nice exchange between AJ and Tanahashi here. Uh, of course, Gallows wins are getting the win, beating Captain New Japan with the Gallows pole. Seems like they're really doing their best to try to help Gallows, who was looking really bad early parts of this tournament. Helping him get a few pinfall victories here. Again, I think that's just because he's one half of the tag team champions. And you don't want your tag team champions to look like a joke. Two stars for the match. Really nothing going on. All right, let's get on to our G1 matches. Carl Anderson versus Yujiro Takahashi. Carl's only hope, as I actually stopped before I record this. Um, actually, before I watched this match to kind of work out what needed to happen here. And Carl's coming into his only hope is to win the next two matches and see Okada lose the next two, but also Goto has to lose um, one of his matches. So there's a lot going on here for Carl to have any chance. Uh, Takahashi comes out with his semi-regular girl who apparently now has a name of Mao, M-A-O. I think the fact that she now has a name bodes well for her becoming part of the storyline at some point. Despite Carl is facing Takahashi, they're actually pretty chummy coming out together and arm in arm and sitting there watching Mao do her dance together. The entire Bullet Club seems to be a bit enamored with the ultra-sexy Mao. Carl gets a little huggy with Mao after a dance, which does not please Yujiro at all. Uh, some shoving... Leads to a form exchange right at the bell. Takahashi resorts to his biting gimmick with Angus Carl as he yells at him, No more biting. 
And Yuju replies, I'm sorry. I don't know why, but I was really laughing at that. Uh, the whole exchange has made me laugh. Uh, they go to do the too sweet to each other. And Carl bites Takahashi now. Uh, just noticed, by the way, that the crowd was really dead for this. Carl gets Yujiro to the outside and looks for a dive, but he's stopped by AJ, which leads to them arguing. Noticing a lot of infighting going on at the Butter Club here. Along with the fact that Kenny Omega has been MIA and what I felt looked like Kenny wasn't too happy when uh, with Kota faced AJ with his partners. So I wonder if we have a, a Bullet Club split on, on the uh, horizon here. Carl wants to bite in Takahashi again. I happened to notice Mao was all smiles during this. And I wondered to myself, is he just clueless or was that a tell? Like, you know, like, I'm kind of happy to see Yujiro, you know, getting a taste of his own medicine, the guy the jerk. Or was it just like, oh, I'm just so happy to be here and has really no clue what's happening. I probably would bet that it's just that she's clueless. Fisherman Buster by Yujiro gets a two count. Anderson comes back, hits a neck breaker, then hits a top rope neck breaker for a near fall. Basement drop kick by Yujiro, he gets a two count with. And Carl goes for the gunstone, but he's shoved off into the referee. Takahashi delivers a low blow and a small package. One, two, no. Anderson kicks out. Takahashi goes for Miami Shine, but Anderson floats out of it, hits the gunstone, and gets the three count. Uh, after the two men embrace from their knees, as uh, but uh, you know, Carl is pretty angry about the uh, nut shot. But the, in the end. All is well within the Bullet Club. <laughs> but while this is happening, AJ took the chance to hug it out with Mao again. <laughs> and Takahashi was annoyed with this, so he goes to warn AJ. And Carl just starts hugging Mao. <laughs> I like the hugger too. Uh, that's funny stuff, you know. Uh, Yujiro. Better keep her away from the matches, I think. As uh, the Bullet Club uh, seem to be becoming big fans of hers. Two stars. The stuff for the chick was actually better than the match itself. Next up, Hiroki Goto versus Michael Elgin. Okay, so Goto also comes in trailing Okada by two. The difference is that he beat him. So if he loses and Okada wins, he's out. But any other scenario and Goto's in play going into night 18. Or so I thought. Because Nakamura beat Goto. So if Nakamura wins tonight and Nakamura beats Okada on the final night, no matter what Goto does, he loses the head-to-head with Nakamura. So Goto needs a lot of help. He basically needs Okada. He needs to win out. And he needs Okada to lose a match. Either to Nakamura or tonight to Yuji Nagata but he can't have Nakamura win both matches so actually despite the fact that he pinned Okada and has only lost two matches he needs a lot of help it's just really amazing the way they work this out I, I'm sitting here thinking to myself Goto's in the driver's seat in this and actually he's not uh, he's not in the driver's seat the driver's seat is really Nakamura and Okada. 
Uh, so Goto needs some help. But first things first, he's got to beat Michael Elgin. And this match was a spirited affair. Uh, fans are behind the gaijin, which is very surprising to me. Uh, Elgin hits a crazy Death Valley driver on the apron. Goto gets back in at 17. Elgin showing a lot of fire in this match. Something he's been criticized for in the past of not having in his Ring of Honor days. He's got it here. Goto goes for a lariat, but eats a drop kick instead. Man, I am loving Elgin these days. A double deadlift bridging German for two counts. Crowd is totally into this. They each check lariat attempts. Then Elgin goes for his warring elbow. But Goto lands a head strike right to his jaw. And Elgin answers with a ridiculous clothesline that I was just in awe of. Um, and I noticed the woman in the crowd almost in tears, pleading for Goto to kick out. He does. So, uh, luckily her prayers were answered. Elgin does the apron suplex into the Super Falcon Arrow spot for two. Um, this move really needs a name at this point. Buckle bomb by Elgin. He goes for his finisher, but Goto does a double leg dive cradle and for almost the win. They trade lariats. And then the IC chap catches Elgin with the Goto Shiki, which is a cross-laid cradle. One, two, three. Three and a half stars. Really fun match. Big win for Goto here. And, uh, you know, like I said, he, he has, he's still alive. He's got a chance. He needs help, though. He needs Okada and Nakamura, who are facing each other, so one of them will, will get it. But whoever wins the Okada Nakamura match needs to lose tonight. If both guys win tonight, Goto's out. Uh, but the story here, however, was Elgin, who the Japanese crowd have come to love, and I'm so very happy for him. I really am. He's worked his tail off in this tournament and deserves the accolades. Alright, so we talked about a couple of big matches to go here, and uh, they're really going to spell a lot. And the first one comes up now is Shinsuke Nakamura faces Satoshi Kojima. Um, very methodical to start the match. Nakamura does get off a few knee strikes, both outside and inside the ring, but Kojima comes roaring back, hits a flying elbow for two. Nakamura comes back, hits a couple of strikes, a couple of nice kicks. Flying Bomaye connects, followed by a low angle one. He covers, but Kojima kicks out at two. Kojima fires back with some nice big lariats. He goes for the, his big lariat, the lariato, but Nakamura tries to lock on a cross arm breaker. But Kojima fights free and then connects with the lariato, but it is so much pain in his arm, he just can't cover. Kojima gets him up finally and then sends him to the ropes for another one, but Nakamura connects on a vicious looking Bomaye. Kojima is out. One, two, three. Three stars, big, big match, and uh, things looking bad for Hiroki Goto right now. But he still has a chance if Okada could lose this next match against Yuji Nagata. You know, it's very simple here. You know, Okada wins, Goto's gone. Nagata is uh, completely dominating the champ throughout the match, though. He's hitting him with kicks, elbows, suplexes. They even got his seating armbar on him. He just can't put him away. Yuji then hits a Saito suplex that drops Okada right on his head. One, two, no. The crowd totally bought this finish. 
They are 99% behind Yuji here. Very, very hot crowd right now. Akadado is able to hit his reverse neck breaker. Crowd is really trying to urge Nagata on. Nagata is trying to get the tombstone, but Nagata counters it to a gut wrench suplex that the crowd popped just as loud as almost any time in the G1. But Okada then hits the drop kick, although it wasn't one of his better ones. It was kind of just a glancing blow. Then he hits the tombstone. Then one of the best rainmakers of all time, uh, Yuji sold the crap out of it. And uh, Okada gets the three count. Three stars, not a great technical match at all, but there was tons of heat, and that really helped it. You know, I love a hot crowd. This crowd was insane. And uh, basically, no matter what happens in our main event here, it's basically down to Okada versus Nakamura at night 18. And the winner moves on. So I was thinking about this. So our four guys, we're down from 20, the four guys who could possibly win this. AJ, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Okada, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, Okada's already the champ. As I said, to my knowledge, the champs never won this. And to me, it defeats the... I've never liked the champion really being in the tournament, to be honest. But I understand what their... The logic is that what if he loses the belt from now to January? If he had won this, he gets a chance to get his title back. So I understand that. But still, I think if you're the champ, you're the champ. You shouldn't be in here. That being said, I really don't see Okada winning this. So I kind of see Nakamura in my eyes. Uh, if Nakamura loses, I see. I think Okada loses in the final. I almost want to say that I think Nakamura is going to beat him and move on to the finals. And Nakamura was my pick. And on the other side, we got AJ and we have uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. And as I said, I love Tanahashi. I just can't see them going Tanahashi versus Okada again. But you never know. Um, it has been uh, a great, great main event to the G1. And, uh, you know, maybe they want to do it one more time because they know that they'll deliver an incredible match. Okada, AJ, uh, possible. We just saw that, though. I mean, Okada did just take the title from AJ. And, uh, you know, I think AJ took his title the first time from Okada at the G, at the, uh, Wrestle Kingdom show. So I'm like, uh, I don't know if we're going to do another that quickly AJ versus Okada match. All of the possibilities, but the match we have not seen. This is Wrestle Kingdom 10. This is a very big show, and the match we've never seen, Nakamura versus Okada at the G1. And I just think that's the way they're going. It's not been done before. It's a fresh match. I mean, we're going to see it <laughs> in Night 18, but we haven't seen it in the Wrestle Kingdom main event. Any other of the other outcomes we've seen. So that's just my take on it, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but let's get on to our main event, which was some main event. Toma Akihanma. How do you figure a guy with zero points gets into the main event? Uh, and he faces Tomohiro Ishii. This match really has no G1 ramifications. But after the last show, with these two guys brawling after that tag match, um, plus the fact that they have a... Very strong match of the candidate from earlier this year. Makes this highly anticipated. This is really a smash mouth match. There's no holds. That's each guy hitting the other as hard as they can. And we get 
the greatest chop battle of all time. I dare anyone to find me a better one anywhere. These two lunatics chopped the bloody hell out of each other what seemed an eternity. I mean, it would not have surprised me just to see them just start opening blood from their chests from each of them. They were both beat red. I mean, just chopping the crap out of each other. It was nuts. But I'm not, for not like hitting each other 10 times. They hit each other about 50 times. I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. Anyway, Ishii winds up getting the better of that exchange because he kind of chopped him in the throat. <laughs> he looks a little worse for the wear, too. He does, however, execute a superplex. He goes for the sliding Larry and misses. Hama misses the Kokechi, of course. But nails the DDT, torpedo Kokechi, and a sit-out tombstone. But misses the top rope Kokechi. Ishii unleashes a series of forearms, then a lariat. Bahama kicks out at one. Sliding lariat, four near four. A deadlift brainbuster by Hanma. Three torpedo Kokechis. One, two, no! Hanma still without a victory. I swore that was it. I really did. He hits a torpedo Kokechi from the second rope right to the jaw of Ishii. Then a top rope one. One, two, three. He finally gets the win. Four stars. Great, great match. I've heard people say match of the G1. I, I don't think it was match of the G1. It was one of the better matches of the G1. There was a couple of other matches uh, with Goto. I thought that were better. I think the Goto, off the top of my head, I think it was Goto Okada. was probably uh, a better match. But this was a great match. But this wasn't even as good as their match of the year contender for the Never Open Championship from around February that happened. Uh, but still, it was a great match. Crowd, completely crazy. I actually saw some fans giving a standing ovation for Hama getting the victory. One of the most over guys I can ever remember in New Japan. Uh, this was a very, this was a good show. Above average show. Probably, I should say, it's a little better than above average. It was a good show. Not great. I mean, there was one great match, but there was nothing really, you know, missable. You know, considering that some, well, I, I don't know if I want to say stuff not missable. I don't really think the match with Carl Anderson and Yujiro Takahashi is must-see TV. But I thought it was really entertaining because of the stuff with the girl and the infighting. So, I don't know. I think this is a good show. If you're looking for a show to watch on the G1s and you're just trying to pick ones out, I would definitely say uh, this is one of the shows I would say to try to catch. Uh, the official standings, not that it really matters because we know who it comes down to, but it's Okada with 14, Nakamura, Goto, and Carl Anderson all have 12, but because Carl has lost to Okada, there's no way he can pass Okada. Even if Okada loses and he wins, he loses the head-to-head, so Anderson's out. Goto, as I said, either Okada winds up with 16, which eliminates Goto, or Nakamura winds up at 14, and Goto can't beat him because of the head-to-head. So Goto's out. Uh, then we have Ishii and Elgin, both with 8 points. Man, if Elgin could win one more match and finish this with 10, that would just be an incredible, incredible feat for him. Takahashi, Yuji Nagata, and Shatoshi Kojima with 4. I think they should be happy that they got 4 points. Nakamura and, uh, I'm sorry, Nagata... 
and Kojima, they're still decent. I, I'm not calling as I am for Tenzan uh, for them to be out of this tournament. They could be in the tournament, I guess, next year. But, you know, they're bottom run guys with no chance of really winning. But they still can put on good matches uh, when they when they want to. And, of course, Toma Akihama, which I have to say, now has two points. I hope it, I really hope he wins with whoever he faces in his last match. Uh, so at least he could say he ended the G1 with two straight victories and get some momentum uh, for uh, post-tournament stuff. And that's our show. Very interesting show, as I said. This ran a little longer than I wanted. All right, but we're going to wrap this up. As I said, um, I've already almost completed uh, night 17, so I'm going to try to watch night 18 tomorrow and then do a podcast immediately. So hopefully the next podcast will be coming very quickly. And then, like I said, most probably Tuesday is we'll get the final up, and at that point um, I'll have uh, some announcements about the future of the podcast okay and uh that's our story thank you guys for listening and until next time bye bye